You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We're wondering, again, um, what the two answers mean. The Lo Adlik Madlik, just to review, that made sense. The sheer, though, we were wondering, does that mean you need to have the amount of, well, let's assume that we know that amount in that community was 45 minutes. Does that mean that you would put that much oil in, but you would put the oil in even later than that time? In other words, if the amount of oil, and you have to think about this logically, if the amount of oil is the amount of oil, hmm, where do we want to get an amount from? You know what? In this community, it's 40 minutes uh, when people uh, are basically hurrying home till they're usually not there. That's what statistics tell us. 40 minutes is the time it's usually over. Okay. That's the amount of oil you have to put in. Okay. When do I light? I don't know. Whenever you light, that's the amount of oil. Why do I have to put that amount of oil in? Why am I lighting that amount? Hmm. So it would seem all logic dictates that according to the second answer, you need to light it at sunset. And you have to put the amount of oil, as we say, that should last that long. But if it goes out, you don't have to go back and relight. So even though you need to spend the money and invest the money for, for it to burn that long, we're not forcing you to go back and relight it. So what's the logic then? The lo- we'd like it to burn, but if it doesn't, it's still okay. So yesterday, if you remember, Shiva, we, we, we talked about parallels from the Torah where it has to be possible to burn, but it doesn't need to burn that whole time. Well, in the Torah, we can understand that. For example, when it comes to, you know, uh, when it comes to Kachim, it has to be written twice in the Torah to say, the Torah, so there's the mitzvah and there's the bidiyevet. There's the lekatchila and there's the bidiyevet. Is that what's going on over here? The lekatchila, you should light it and we want it to last. Otherwise, we wouldn't put that much oil in. On the other hand, you don't have to take undue measures to make sure it lasts. So in other words, put the rod of oil in, but go cheap on the wicks. Go cheap on the stuff that's the best that could help this thing uh, uh, burn the best possible way. Go cheap on that. Hmm. I'm putting the oil in. Maybe I should should upgrade. No, you don't have to. Well, what's going to happen? Well, it might become extinguished. All right. Well, it didn't have to become extinguished. As long as there was a chance it could have burnt well. You don't need to actually ensure. Uh, that would seem to be what this opinion holds. So according to that Inami opinion, um, the way I'm looking at it, you would have to light... Uh, after you'd have to light at the right time. Okay, I, I think we're in agreement as far as that goes. That would be the way I look at this, uh, this these two opinions, which means the second opinion is more machmer than the first. The first opinion just says this is the period that you're lighting in between, let's say, sunset for forty minutes, and any time in that period is where it should be done. You want to be a Zariz and do it earlier? That's fine. Whereas the second opinion says, hey, you should get it lit exactly on time. Otherwise, the shear is illogical, right? It's illogical to have that amount. 
So in other words, according to the second opinion, according to the second opinion, you would have to light Bisman. And according to both opinions, once the 40 minutes have, have elapsed, if that's what we're going to say, 40, 30 minutes, whatever, I'm just using a, a number for our discussion, after that amount of time has expired, there would be no mitzvah according to both opinions. That's what should come out from a, 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 a logical analysis of these answers. Okay? Now, I'm setting something up here. Because that's the way I would learn the Gemara. All right. That's the analysis I would have given uh, just reading it for the first time. So Tosis corroborates one part of it. According to the first answer, over Hazman. After that time, it's too late to light. The Omer. This should be Ve'omer, the Vav is missing. Hari Porat. This was one of the Baleatosvas. Hari Porat. Now, I th- I'm pretty sure that, that this was a Rashi Tevos for something. Um, I've done some research on this before, who the Ri Porat is, but it's not the famous Ri. It's one of the Baleatosvas. Some say it might be Rabbi Yosef Shor, who you might be familiar with from his parish on Chumash. Um, and, and again, uh, we can do the research a little bit later, but it is one of the Baliatesis. What does the Riporat say? So the Riporat really talks about when you should start to light. So even though, according to the first opinion, the 40 minutes, anytime you light in those 40 minutes is fine, the Riporat then says, but everyone should be careful. And he's writing in the time of the Rishonim, right? It seems to me. Seemingly, the Riporat is writing during the period of the time that he lived. He isn't just talking theoretically. And he's saying people should be careful to light just like the Gemara says. As soon as it gets dark, which is the way he interprets Mishatishka Chama. And even though he understands it's not always easy to light exactly at that time, he throws in this caveat, Try to do it on time. Do not allow yourself, again, don't let it drag on that it should be too late. More than necessary. And then he says, Uvav mem mem, you know what that is, of course, is, umikomakom im icher, as sometimes occurs, that it's past 40 minutes. It's an hour and a half already after Shkia. Two hours. Yadlik misofik. It's not like the mitzvah's gone. Light, but light in the status of suffik. Now, what does that mean, a status of suffix? That means that the way you would show it's a, what indicates it's a suffix would be, so it's, uh, the difference, of course, would be if it's a suffix that you don't make a bracha. Not like Sphirus Omer, where according to some opinions that you miss, that you don't have the mitzvah again. But since according to some opinions, 
I can't, this is not the fulfillment of the mitzvah. It's too late to fulfill the mitzvah. The mitzvah is only until 40 minutes, let's say, if that's the amount. But I can still lie because according to the other opinions, I am fulfilling the mitzvah. So yad look me suffolk, and we're not sure who's right. Wait, where does the reporat get it from that you can light after the zman and it's a suffolk? So what does he prove it from? Because look, there is the answering of a different, like Mishani means to give an answer. That's what a Shinuye is. Shinuye is like, an answer is, oh, you've got to look at it differently. That's why the reason, the term for an answer, you sometimes you say the word for an answer is a tshuva, right? In Aramaic, an answer is shenuye. I need to restate it for you. I need to, oh, you know what? If I if I say it this way, the question is not going to be a question. That's why it's called shenuye, to give me, in other words, my question is based on a misconception, a perception that this is the way things are. So if, if I give you a shenuye, so that's a way that I'm answering it. Toha mishane shinuye, because they answer shinuye achrine a different answer, which means to, the Reporad says according to this answer you could light after this man. So since it's a machlokus in the Gemara of two answers, each one becomes a suffix, What to do? So Tosfos is holding that according to the second answer. You would light after the Zman with a bruch. But since the first answer holds, you can't. So, Suffolk brochos, it's called a Suffolk mitzvah, and therefore you only, you don't make a bracha. But Meshiva and, and Enoch, I don't understand if according to the second answer, you could light after the Zman, why are you putting 40 minutes of oil in? If it's not about when to light, why is that the amount of oil that's going into the container and the wick? If it's not about it lasting a certain amount of time, perhaps the minimum amount is is zecher ladaver to the is sort of a zecher to the to the cruise of oil, like it was a specific amount. I don't know something like that, or is it is it? Okay, so let's let me respond to that. So yeah. you you're thinking that according to the second answer. Okay, first of all, before I respond to that, you realize I did an analysis of the Gemara from maybe flawed logic. But the flawed logic was this amount of 40 minutes, which is based on people looking at it, how long people are in the marketplace, and therefore noticing it, tells you that you light it at that time. Whereas Tosfus says that you light it after that time with that amount of oil. So now, Sheila, you're trying to give an answer why that amount of oil was the amount that you're supposed to light it with. That You're assuming Tosis is correct, that you do light it according to the second answer after this. You could light it after the Zman, but right. that's the amount. And why that amount? Because that aligns with somehow the amount of oil that was in the the jug that was discovered, that that amount would have, now, 
we know. Or was uh, that the amount that was used in the base of Mikdash? Is, I mean, is there, is there a okay, we know that that amount was more. That was the amount that could last one day, right? Right. Not right. 40 minutes worth of oil. Right, but is, that as, is, there a, is it a zman that's related to the original base of Mikdash lighting of the menorah? Or is it something... I don't, I don't see how that... We're talking about... A, 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 I called it 40 minutes. In Manhattan, it's three hours. In in Mayberry, it's twenty minutes, right? It's right, right. Clearly, it's it's it's, it's, it's very an arbitrary, arbitrary amount of time. How do you see this idea of people rushing in the marketplace being connected to the original victory of the Hashmanoyim and relighting of the menorah in the Beis Hamikdash? That doesn't seem to. I know it doesn't. I know that answer doesn't. I, 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 doesn't yeah. jive. Yeah. So what well, was Rabbi? Your I think there are two different uh, mitzvahs here. There's one of Parsume Nisa, and there's one of the fact that they found only a pach of oil that lasted eight days. So you could put, even even if you want to say that you could light later, it could symbolize the mitzvah of the the pach uh, lasting uh, eight days. Okay, so, so, so that's what I answered, Sheila. Then you should actually, if that's the idea, then the amount should be a set amount. It should be the amount that was done in the base of Mikdash or something like that. This, the fact that it's tethered to this inexact amount that's based on human flurry of activity at sunset till they get home in this area, all of those are, are, are pointers to the fact that it needs to be lit at that time. And yet the reporat says the opposite. Okay, maybe so, he wants. So, well, maybe he wants the, this to show parsume nisa to the people who who go uh, in the marketplace later in the in the evening. Yeah, well, I, those were definitely the stragglers, and and the fact that it needs to be, you know, um, you know, forty minutes. Um, Again, maybe, again, it's sort of like we'd rather, in other words, according to the second answer, I'm sort of like trying to salvage what you're saying, Anna. According to the second answer, the way the Riporat looked at it, he agreed, the the, the, the one who gave, whoever, the Bali Gamaru who gave the second answer would agree the best time to do it would be, as we said, Lekatechila then. But even when you're doing it after the shear, after the zman, put in the amount that you would have put in had you lit it properly. Mm-hmm. And maybe, as Anik says, there might be the stragglers who see it. At least this way, although you missed, you didn't, you're in the Bidievid time zone. Now, if it would only be that answer, you'd still make a bracha. Because you can make a bracha even though it's Bidievid. But we still want you to be aligned with the people who are lighting it in the best way. Okay, that's that's that is something that again is starting to make some sense to me. But it's so, a good question. It's a very good question. Yeah, let's take a look at, at, at Tosis continues. Uluri Uluri Nira. Now we have the famous Re, not the Re Porat, but the Re himself, the old man, Rabbi Yitzchok Dampierre. Despite what 
the Reporad wrote that we need to be careful when we light and that we should light and work very hard to light according to the Talmud, the mission of the Brisa. You know, the Brisa, it's not a mission, but the Brisa's uh, indicator. Ata ain't lochush mosayadvik. The onu ain't lonu hekeira elu abayas. This whole Gemara, although it, it, it asks on Ravchista, uh, it asks on um, uh, on Ravchista and Rav, because Ravchista is also one who says Kavsa ain't zokukla, was was not relevant to the way it is today. They were referring to the original Takana of the Hadloka of the Menorah, which was done outside. But once everything turns inward, there were Madlik and Bifnim, so now, you, according to the Riporat, you wouldn't make a bracha after 40 minutes because it's a machlokas in the Gemara whether you're Makayim the Mitzvah then. But the Re says, based on the recalibration of this halacha, that we light on the inside. So this is really not relevant. And, and even if, right? In fact, it might not even be relevant, according to this, how much oil you put in. Because he says, in other words, if it's all for the B'nai bias. So the amount of 40 minutes isn't correct. The people in the household are seeing it. That's good enough. And you can light after the Zman. And therefore, he disagrees with the Riporat that says afterwards it's only Misafik. According to uh, the Ri, it would actually be the mitzvah. You would make the bracha. Now, and then that's why I know I'm jumping ahead in the halacha, but then why is it that uh, the halacha is you should uh, you should light it by the windows for parsume nisa? So it's not just for the family. Okay, so you're asking good, Hanach. You're and, and, and it's almost impossible. And this is one of the difficulties of learning the, these gemaras, is that we Hanukkah is so embedded in us of what we do and what we've heard and what we've known. So it becomes difficult when we go back to the original sources and say, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean it's only for the B'nai bias? Don't we always light in a window? That's why I did it, right? Before you even knew how to open a Mishnah and know how to read a Mishnah, you remembered uh, gathering in the in the living room, wherever it was, the room that, that had a window facing outward and lighting the menorah there. Oh, don't we light for people in the outside today? It's not true. So this is one of the things that we're going to have to figure out. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, the, the Re has made a statement that it's only for the B'nai bias Bifnim. Is that something that the Re wrote and everybody agrees with? Our yeah. knowledge of our what we do, Halacha, doesn't seem to jive with that. Does it have to do in terms of the time of Sakana he's referring to when you wouldn't publicize it outside and be, thereby you would light it within the house. Normally it was lit outside the house. Okay, so I think what you're saying is a good suggestion. Let us now skip then these lines, uh, which are the famous Beishama Beis Hillel, Machlokas, and let's go to this Brisa here. 
Now, since you mentioned it, Sheila, let's look at this price. Tafresh, Tanarabana. Ner Hanukkah mitzvah lahanicha al Pesach beiso mi bachutz. Im hoyador ba'aliyah manicha bechalon hasmuchal rishus harabim. So once again, a brisa. The mitzvah is to put it outside of your house. Al Pesach Beso. Now again, just reading the language. Why do you need the word Mibachutz? Obviously, if it says Al Pesach Beso. Not obvious. Al Pesach Beso could mean, whether there's a doorway or just an aperture that's opening, Al Pesach Beso could just mean you could see, in other words, you had a courtyard that led to the person's house, the doorway that goes to the person's house. So, but it's on the inside of his property. No, mibachutz. It's more than just visible from the opening that you get to the courtyard to the person's house. It's actually outside of his house. It's al Pesach Bey, so clearly connected to the door, the aperture that leads to his house, but it's mibachutz. Okay. Imhoyador ba'aliyah. Well, let's say you don't have that type of, uh, uh, true, you, you, that might be the door that you use, but that's not your unique door. You have an apartment upstairs. And since you have an apartment upstairs, this isn't, you have the right to walk that way, but it's really just a means for you to get to your Pesach, which is really on the balcony. So what do you do? Manicha bechalon. Which means it's not outside. Bechalon is like in the, in the, in the window. Maybe it's, you know, it sounds like it's in the window itself. Hasmucha Rishus Harabim, the window that's closest to Rishus Harabim. So the guy who's living upstairs in this b'risa is not lighting it outside. He doesn't have the control of that area, perhaps. Uh, it's, it's not uniquely connected to him. It doesn't represent, true, he might have a right, excuse me, to walk through, that that's just because the business model that he made in order to rent or own that apartment. Whereas the, first, the apartment, in other words, it's a second party. He doesn't own it. Right, so he has the right to walk through there, but it would be incorrect for him to place his menorah downstairs. So he, in order to represent himself, since he lives upstairs, he lights in his window. Because lighting outside of his Pesach, that's not his, that's not the Pesach of his house. That's a Pesach that's a means to get to his house. <coughs> and since it's only a means to get to his house, it doesn't represent him. And therefore he lights upstairs, possibly even inside. It's in the window, noticeable to people, but it's not outside. So those are our two halochos for our lucky, wealthier people who guess live on the first floor, and those that don't have that luxury and live on the second floor, clearly indicating, as we said, towards the outside for people noticing it. They don't have to stand there other than we were talking about the moment that they light. 
ובשעס הסכנה, מניח על שולחנו ודיו. If it's a sakana period, then it's placed on his table in his house, vidayo, and that's enough. So in other words, shasa sakana is part of the original b'risa, indicating that sakanas did come. It maybe isn't always a shasa sakana, but shasa sakanas did happen. And when they did happen, the b'risa told us Don't even try bringing it outside. Don't even try putting it outside. Now, Sheila, you wanted to say that maybe the Re believes we're still living in Shasakana, right? Because the Re says, Shaharei madlikim bifnim. Why are we lighting bifnim? So you wanted to say it's because the Re saw the period he lived in as Sakana period, right? And, right. There, and the Reporat did not see it as Sakana period? Or was... I don't know when they lived individually. Okay, well, they lived in the, you know, in, in the 13th and 14th centuries in France and Germany. Okay. Yeah. And was there, a, can we say there was some discussion whether this is a Sakana time or not? Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the, the issue is... Um, You know, when we talked about, you know, the psak of Kavsa coming from Rav Chista, coming from Rav Huna, coming from Rav, if you look at Rav's statement here, look at this, Amar Rava, and if you look at the note here, it says it might even have been Rava who said it. Tzorach ner acheret That you need another ner to use Now, doesn't that seem to admit, seem to indicate that Rava is connecting to the last words of the Brisa, Shasakona, right? In other words, where your light is inside, then you need, as you said, the Shamas, you need another candle. So Rava is, Rava is very, is, is Rava speaking theoretically or in the time of Rava were they lighting inside? Because Rav is mentioning the other nair. Now, it could be Rav says, if it's a shasakana, when you're lighting inside, that's when you need... Why would you? Why would because, you need something? Yeah, because since your menorah is inside, you don't have a big house. Right. Your menorah is on the table. Hey, I'm using... Uh, right? Because remember, I'm using... Right. Because Rav, we already know, says you can't use the nair Hanukkah. Right. And here it is on your table. Right. Oh, you're using it. Oh, I, I have another nair. And right. therefore, once I have the other near, that's... Yeah, there. makes sense, yeah. So, okay. So, Rava is definitely aware of this phenomena. Was it going on in his time? Was Rav referring to that, lighting on the inside? Was Shasakana what was prevalent then? Um, and, 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 I'd almost and, argue it's always prevalent, unfortunately. Well, so, but, but what's the repora talking about? Why is he telling it again? Or does he say, even though we're lighting inside, um, you still need to light Bisman? Yeah. That, which is. Well, people have to be up and out, you know, even if it's based well, People are going to be up. They're not going to go to sleep immediately. So, you know, again, right. they're still. They're right, still, but you can't light too late, maybe even in your own house. What does, uh, does Rashi say anything? So, okay, good. We should look at the Rashi. 
We should definitely look at the Rosh and try to understand. Um, before we do, again, Shiva points out that the, the, the Riporat is sort of a little bit vague. He says, afterwards, it's over Azman. Hmm. Now, in the Riporat's time, was the, were they lighting inside? If they're writing inside, what does he mean? Right? And he says, So Shiva wants to say maybe that means when everybody's already yawning and going into bed and are not going to be around. That's the way I think what you're trying to say here. Right. And therefore you want to say means and if you light how late? <laughs> After there's nobody else around in the house because they've all gone to sleep already, is that what he means? That would be Yadlik Misafik. Why? So, according again, assuming that according to the second answer, you could light even though there's nobody around. I mean, you, this is a whole new reading in the Tosus now, if that's if, if you're correct. That he's not talking about lighting after 40 minutes, he's talking about lighting. Uh, you know, when everybody's basically asleep and not even have, have no energy to be around, they're they're tired from working during the day, etc. Um, so I don't know. That's a new reading of the Tosfos. It, it it almost appears that there's a question whether Machlokas, the Riporat and the Ri, whether during a mi- the period of the Middle Ages, whether people did try to light towards the outside or not. Now Henoch is telling us. The other Eitzah, so, which is okay, you might be afraid to keep it outside, but at least light it towards the outside. Um, be, in other words, it's like we're all in an Aliyah now. We all live the same way that the Brisa says, when you live in the Aliyah, promote the idea from the inside towards the outside. Maybe the Sakana is not that great. In other words, it's enough of a Sakana that we don't light outside. But it's not enough of Sakana that we're not wanting to publicize that we're doing. So we're still going to light it in the windows of the Aliyah. Or if you live on the first floor. Yeah. There's, it's not that the Aliyah gives you so much better, although in some ways I guess it's easier to see something on a second floor than a first floor, but I, I, I think the difference is inconsequential. Yeah. Um, so that might be what's going on here is the idea that there were some, now Reb David Feinstein said so, and I'm going to talk about this tomorrow when we, I'm going to try to give a hespit for Reb David based on his Hanukkah Torah. Reb David says it's possible, again, we don't necessarily call it Shasakana, but it, we, we realize that we live in, in colder climates than they did. And therefore it was, you know, the cold, the rain, the snow. So there was an understanding that we couldn't be Machayev people to light outside. In, in Eretz Yisrael, it's very temperate still during the Hanukkah period. So the mm-hmm. idea of lighting outside is not so uh, difficult. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, you live in a windy, cold, snowy place, mm-hmm. those climates and, and even periods in, in Northern Europe, they understood that they would light inside. But not mm-hmm. necessarily because it was a Shah Sakana. No, it just wouldn't light outside. Right, right, it wouldn't work. And therefore, um, you know, it, it, but if that's true, you know, again, the re and the reporat might be arguing, okay, I'm lighting inside, but am I lighting for the people in the house? That's the re. 
aren't the Riporat, maybe I'm still lighting for the people outside in some way. And that's the reason why, if it's too late and there are no people passing outside, you wouldn't make a brocha. The Henoch says, let's take a look at, at Rashi. Okay. So, Rashi mentions, if we take a look at Rashi on the Brisa, Mibachutz, Mishum Persume Nisa. And then Rashi says, it's not really in the street that everybody could walk. Rashi is below Bershus Arabim, which is the way I explained it. <laughs> Mibachutz is really outside. Ela Bechatseiro. Oh, in other words, it's in your front yard. So it's really removed a little bit from the street. It's just, it's, it's, it's still. Who's the Persumi? Who is it for? Then is that meaning it's your, the members of the household that are going in and out of your house? It's the neighbor. It's for your neighbors. It's like. They have it in Eretz Yisrael. You have these courtyards in Yerushalayim, and you have uh, each... Uh, ah, each, good, uh, good point, each so people are walking by, see it. It isn't as in your face, like in the street, yeah. but people are walking in the street, in the Rishos Arabim, will notice what's in your chotzer. Ah, okay. So that's the Pursume Nisa. Um, so now Rashi says, She'ein lomokam b'chatzeiro. Meaning, because um, he doesn't really get rights in the chotzer. See, I was saying he doesn't. I was saying that the door doesn't even even the door to the chotzer, which leads to the house, which leads to the upstairs, doesn't really belong to the guy upstairs. It's only a, a means to an end. Whereas Rashi is saying it's practical. In other words, he doesn't really have a spot in the chotzer. The door to the chotzer might be his door, but that would be Rishus Harabim. And therefore, uh, he doesn't light in Rishus Harabim, according to Rashi. He lights before the Rishus Harabim. But he doesn't have a before Rishus Harabim place, so he does it in the window. And that's what Rashi says, Manicha bifnim. It's inside. Let's see the next Rashi on Sakona. So Rashi's referring to the, 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 the uh, uh, even though with the mission, it's a brysa, the brysa is somehow referring to the, the attitudes of not the people who ran Eretz Yisrael, the people who ran above El, who ran the areas of Iraq, the modern day Iraq and Iran, the Neo-Sassanins, the, the Parthians, or the Parsium as he calls them, uh, not the Persians, but that what was their chok? They were Yom Edom, that if it's their holiday, which somehow aligns with Hanukkah, Shulo Yaviru Ner El So they would not let any fire burn except in their churches, which meant if they see a fire, they're going to come and arrest you for doing it. Or worse. Right? Yeah. yeah. We know what they're like. This is like an insult to their God. Yeah. They were the Zoroastrians. Zoroastrians might be that, that they feel that fire was an extremely important imagery. 
uh, and therefore it was such a holy image, a, such a holy symbol. It should not be done anywhere outside on that holy day. Um, so, but they don't. So if you close your shades and do it, so that's what Shasakana is. So if she was right, and I'm not sure she is, that, 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 that you could have died. Maybe Sakana means in trouble, paying no, them off. I don't think they were that nice. I think it meant they'll kill you. So, but Sheila, if you're right, then anything short of that, you need to light outside. In other words, might. What, might. What, if we're going to interpret Sakana as a Sakana of death, then well, who knows in the Middle Ages, was it a Sakana of death of having a, 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 a menorah uh, in your window or a menorah outside, outside of your courtyard? Right, but, but we we don't again. Rashi has given us a rationale why this mitzvah leads to sakana. The way well, you're interpreting it, you know, like in in Gemara Kedushin and when it talks about sakana, when it talks about like ones, and then they say, well, Gemara and Gemara and Suvis, where it talks Gemara and Suvis, where it talks about women who yeah, and then who say, were well, being forced to not, because they might kill themselves, or they might allow themselves to be killed rather than have an ones. So, so maybe it was Sakana means it's just going to be a danger in some some form or fashion. She was saying that it's not just Sakana this way, but if we let people light outside, it's going to be so much in the people's faces that people will be ending people who are sort of like yeah, um, on the edge, uh, people might, on the edge who are not measured in their way they do mitzvahs might end up dying because they might end up pushing the authorities to a way that they're going to kill them. That's the way you're understanding it. It's interesting that. Um, one of, in a footnote here, they say that in some texts of the Gemara, as you can see here in Bayes, it didn't wasn't the word sakana, it was shas hashmad. And shmad, oh, okay, they're trying to get us to be. So shmad yeah. would be a period where they're trying to get us to become yeah. to give up our religion. If it's, right. if it's shas hashmad, then they definitely would kill you. Yeah, right. So is that is that what was going on? I mean, again, yeah, you got to be that because if we're you're not supposed to light a, except for their temples to their avodazar. If you're not supposed to light any candles because that's what they do there, then they'll kill you because you're something well, their religion. You don't have to say that, Sheila. If it's shas hashmad, any public exhibition of our religion would be awesome. Not because. This is flaunting our religion. It's Shas Hashmad means you're not supposed to, uh, you're supposed to be a guy. Goyim don't have the mitzvah of Ner Hanukkah. What are you doing? So Shas Hashmad, and, and again, do, do any of these align with our Hanhaga today? Or, or, or again, we started talking about what was the Middle Ages in terms of understanding the Re and the Reporat. But what would be the relevance today? It would seem today we don't have a Shaz Hashman. We don't have a, the same Shaz Hakona. Again, Rabbi David Feinstein might be, was probably correct that it's a, it would be difficult to light outside. There are people that say that it could be that there's still enough of a hatred to Jews that if we do things too publicly, who knows the reverberations. Exactly. But, but but that but that would be meaning we need to look we need to look at this statement and and and, and be elastic in it, and say it doesn't yeah. mean 
Sakana, we've got to be careful. In other words, when we don't own Eretz Yisrael, we don't run the show, um, then we've got to be careful with our with what we do. And we know, of course, that again, without insulting anyone, we know Chabad takes a very much of an opposite attitude in this way, right? Chabad, you know, is very, very public about pushing their Hanukkah in the most public way possible, which really runs against this, you know, the, 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 if that's what it might mean. And we'll see. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 